Hello friends, welcome to Running and Fitness with Raj. This show will bring you exciting and interesting guests and give you specific and actionable advice on your running, fitness and general health. Before getting into the episode today, I wanted to share with you the exciting news that the podcast now has a website runfitraj.com. That's r u n f i t r a j.com. Please check out the website. Uh, it has all the podcast. It has all the show notes. There is a very useful search function we can, uh, where you can search the various episodes and the show notes. And do send me any feedback or questions uh, that you have. That's runfitraj.com. Our guest uh, today is the outstanding uh, runner, Satvik Rajani. Uh, Satvik is a coach as well as a runner. He holds a personal best in the marathon of 2 hours and 53 minutes. He has completed comrades. He is uh, finished. Uh, he's a podium winner in the Adani Marathon in the categories uh, in both 2018 and 2019. And absolutely delighted to have him join the podcast. So welcome to the podcast, uh, Satvik. Hi, Raj. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Okay. So let's start with the question I ask uh, all my guests, which is uh, just to give a quick background to uh, the listeners about your athletic journey, your running journey, when did you start, how did you progress, just a quick uh, synopsis. So over to you, Satvik. Uh, so Raj, my running journey was really maybe atypical or typical, you can say. It started out because I was massively overweight. I was 107 kgs in 2015. And as a part of another attempt to lose weight, I joined a gym yet again. And as a part of the curriculum, I had to run for two days a week. So it got really, and that time I was living in Bombay in Juhu and going to the gym and running on the treadmill was not really the best because I could, I would, I would always stop at 10 minutes. So one of the days I just decided to go to Juhu Beach and run. And to my surprise, I ended up running for about an hour, which was very surprising given my weight and given my habit of smoking of almost, almost a, pack, a pack of cigarettes a day. I was really surprised that I could run. And eventually, the gym session started getting lesser and the runs started getting more. And I started enjoying running. I didn't see it as an activity or a chore that I had to do or that I had to lose weight. It was, of course, I was losing weight because I was, become, I was more physically active now. But it was more of a, it was more enjoyable than running on the treadmill or doing any other physical activity. So it started off as that and it continued. And in, I think in 2016, I signed up for my first half marathon, which is, an, again, another funny story because I signed up for the Hiran Andani half marathon. And I was very new to running. I never had a run of friend or a coach or anyone. And I didn't know how everything unfolded. So I went and got my bib, but I didn't know that you like, uh, on the race day, I forgot my bib. So I just went up to the start line. I took a, I had a picture of my bib. So I just printed that picture and put it on my chest and ran the whole race only to get to know that it won't be recorded because I didn't have my timing, timing chip. But to my surprise, I finished the half marathon in just two hours with which is wonderful for a yeah yeah so with absolutely no training and no expectations i ran and the feeling that i had when i finished my first half marathon it, it was inconceivable i absolutely loved it like there was no it was a feeling of euphoria that i had and 
I could actually never believe I finished a, a whole 21 kilometer. That time I didn't know whether two was good or bad. I actually had no clue. I I didn't know anyone who ran. I was the only person I knew who ran. And then suddenly, and then I moved forward into the world of running. I started running a bit more, but it didn't end there. Like I picked it up, I dropped it off, I picked up a weight. And actually, in 2016, I went to Thailand to learn more Thai. So where I completely stopped running. Once I came back, I I really one thing I really wanted to do was run the Mumbai Marathon, the half or the full. And I thought I would just again sign up for the half marathon. But being naive as I was, I didn't know that you had to have a pre qualifier and the entry shot really quick for the half marathon. So the only option I had was to run the full marathon. So I naively signed up in the I think just about when the registrations were about to close. I signed up for the full marathon, and I remember training for exactly for about like I think about six to eight weeks for it. I remember having no structured plan, just going out again, starting doing a 10k on one weekend, then 21k, then 30k, then 35k, and then just going for the full marathon. I had absolutely no idea how to do things. I made all the rookie mistakes. I didn't know. I I I never. I bought new shoes before the marathon. Bought new gear before the marathon. I never tried gels or anything, and I tried all of this on the race day, and so it was a good experience. And I ended up finishing in about three hours and forty-seven minutes, though it was wow, very a good, good, a very good time as compared to what now I get to know in retrospect it was a very good time. But for me, there was no basis of comparison for to anyone else because I still wasn't wasn't a part of a community or anything. So I I really enjoyed that run, and. That's when I got really serious about running, and I remember the day after I finished the marathon. I've I've always had this ambitious goal of running the Congress because I have been to South Africa twice before, and my host there had run the Congress. I had gone for a social internship there, so it was always on my bucket list in my life to run the Congress. Even before I was a runner, I think in 2012 I decided even before. I had any feeble idea I was going to run that I am going to run the Comrade, and and 2017 when I finished the full marathon I was so excited that okay now that I know that I can train for it so I called up that time Amit Shet he was the he is the Indian ambassador for Comrade I called him up and I told him that I want to run the Comrade next year in 2018 and he was like yeah you can do that and he's like why don't you just give it a try this year I was like what do you mean this year he's like yeah the substitution period is going to start. You have a good, decent timing for the full marathon. Why don't you run and give it a try? And again, being very naive, I was like, "Yeah, done, definitely." I didn't know how much training or how much it was going to take out of me. But yeah, I did end up training for the Comrades Marathon. It's just immediately after my first full marathon, I went for the long runs, and I ended up finishing in ten hours and forty-seven minutes, which was again a good time considering I had so many mislikes, so many. Mishaps in the run. I forgot my gel pack. I, I, I just I had no strategy whatsoever. I just ran the comrade how I ran any other day, and that is when I was. That's after I came back. I had a surgery for hernia, so that was it. Gave me a nice two and a half three months off, and that's when I thought about it. Like I actually thought about the sport. I ended up reading like. Tons and tons of books about running, and that's when I understood the science behind running. Because before that, I was just running, not training. That's when I started training, and after that, it's all been like it's been progressed. Like I then I did the first, I did a half marathon in 
sub 130 in my second full marathon i dropped my time from 347 to 305 and from then it's been a structured and prog- progress training graph for me so basically when you uh, got into this structured training uh, did you uh, were you still self coached or did you follow a particular plan from a book or did you have a coach how did you go about it it was following a plan from a book so it was uh, advanced marathon by pete sitzinger it was what i read and what i was recommended and it was i i followed that plan thrice and twice actually for my full marathon one was from a 307 to a sorry 347 to a 305 and the next was from a 305 to my pd a uh, 255 i think the next year which is 255 and i i had followed that plan and then uh, i got i started training under a coach but the first okay. few the two years i did where i had major progress was when i started training and following and understanding what each workout meant what is the purpose what are the different energy systems we have and how to train them so uh, okay and then uh, uh, who are you working with as a coach or who did you work with as a coach when you went personal coaching i am currently being coached by uh, and as a coach called mad daniel he is in the united states and he is a phenomenal coach himself and an athlete himself He's a sub four miler. He's a two eleven marathoner. So he and now he's into ultra running. He's a part of the US mountain uh, ultra running team. So it gives me working with him gives me a lot of perspective because he's been at both these spectrums, like running a sub four minute mile and doing a uh, hundred kilometer trail races also. So he has a whole range of spectrums. So it gives me someone to go to and pick his brain on a different types and help me structure my training in a better way. Okay so now let's uh, take a uh, take a step back uh, thank you for that uh, overview so what are some of the key lessons that you wish you knew or at least you were told when you started running i mean obviously you uh, learned some of these lessons as you said the hard way so can you just take us through uh, what were some of the lessons you wish you knew one of the biggest lessons that i think i learned was like i wish i would have known was training in a structured way because till comrade i had never done a track session i had never done a tempo threshold i actually didn't know the meanings of them i had only run in one way which was run a particular distance my only changing was the distance i used to run even a 5k 10k 15k 20k 30k whatever my distance was at the same pace so there was no variety in my workout there was no there was nothing that it was just the same intensity same mileage just the mileage used to change so i didn't optimize my training so that was one of the things i wish i would have known so i could have better utilized my talent second was i think i took it too fast i graduated from running my first uh, proper full half marathon to the comrade in about 8 months so which was not a very i wouldn't looking back being a coach myself and now being coaching athletes and being knowing the importance a lot could have gone wrong back then it's a long distance the comrade it's a long with a lot of effort luckily i didn't come out with like a major injury or anything bad but it's a i wish i would have somebody would have guided me to take it easier and in a more structured way i could have trained for it in a much better way i feel Yeah, and the second, I think, importance was the importance of nutrition and strength training. I had absolutely no idea about how how important fueling your workout is, how important fueling comes when you change the distance. Like every distance has an optimal fuel. 
so i had no idea about all of that i had never actually tried gels my first full marathon i honestly didn't even end up taking any nsr run i just ran the whole whole my first marathon on the oranges and the biscuits that they provide on course which is a very routine thing to do so I, nobody educated me nobody guided me and i feel guidance was what lacked in my initial like i i wish i had more guidance when i started running okay so just now uh, you know you talked about the factors that uh, you wish you knew uh, so now now let's just look at what your current structure of your uh, training is can you just take us through the various elements uh, like uh, uh, you know let's say you know if i am looking at you are preparing for a marathon what's your typical week uh, week or couple of weeks look like uh, what kind of you know uh, easy runs you do what kind of speed or you know speed or other workouts you do where do you fit in uh, strength training can you just take us through a, a, a overview of that yes definitely my typical week involves uh, running 6 days a week and i do two strength sessions a week a week minimum that so running is always in the mornings i try to do two strength sessions in the evenings my runs are usually i do about four easy four to five easy aerobic runs and i do one or two workouts a week which is depending on whether i'm training for a shorter distance or a longer distance but the philosophy that my me and my coach both believe on is we do our easy runs very easy so there is no pace there is no time ta- there's just a time or a distance given to me and there is no pressure to run any pace some days i run i think my easy pace for the past 2 years has been the same just it's just gotten more easier for me to run that easy pace but there is no pressure to run a certain pace as and on harder days when i know i'm doing my workout i have a specific time goal a uh, set target so it gives me a good balance because what i feel is your easy runs for what i feel most athletes go wrong or wherever they go wrong is they don't they do that easy runs a little bit hard and they do do their hard runs not hard enough so they are always stuck in that moderate zone so what i have also worked a lot coming out was accepting to the fact that easy runs can be very easy and you can still make progress and then doing doing the hard efforts the hard way where my growth and my progress lies and this is balanced by my strength training in the evening i usually do a short workout of 40 to 45 minutes which is uh, a lot of compound movements and uh with single leg compound movements is one day and one day is like single leg lifting so and i do it in a way i don't lift for endurance i usually lift for or shorter period like high uh lesser reps and higher uh, weight so that i still lift for power and uh, for strength and on days where i get time on days when i'm in or just to recover i do e- yoga in the evenings now so which is my usual routine and depending on my distance we just fluctuate my workout usually it's the same on on normal days i'm on normal weeks i'm running about 85 to 105 kilometers a week when i'm especially moving to the marathon it goes up till 140 a week okay so that's a you know that's a quite a high mile, mileage uh, compared to most uh, you know uh, most uh, recreational runners uh, i would uh, uh, i would say so typically what i mean your easy runs would be for what uh, 15 kilometers when you do the easy runs or i mean is what's the kind of range you at it's my it's about 75 minutes for me so usually it's all 100 minutes it goes to on the weekdays it goes from 75 to 100 minutes 
and on the weekend it goes from two about one two hours to two and a half hours or somewhere in that range and typically what are the sort of workouts uh, that you do i know there is a periodization and you know in the early part of let's say a marathon training cycle you will probably be doing more interval workouts and things like that but just take us through the uh, the harder workouts the, or the or the workouts in general so now a lot of my harder workouts are pretty much different they are a combination of hard and easy like hard and harder effort you can say so usually a hard workout for me would be like recently i did was uh, i was training for a 10 like i'm doing i was training for a 10k so it would be doing suppose like a 4k warm up then doing 5k at your 10k pace then taking 2 minutes off and then doing four times 1k at your 10k pace so and then again then moving into doing 200 meters so it's more of as i've evolved as a runner it's become more of stressing different systems and getting the getting more optimized like i've done earlier like it used to be more of tempo workouts but now it's getting to the point where i'm more comfortable with the tempo so we're adding more variety to my more more you can see more strength speed sessions to my workout at the end of it to get to squeeze more out of my workouts and uh, coming to uh, you just touched upon it but i would like to uh, follow up on that when you do strength training uh you are obviously doing it uh, not just body weights but you are using actual weights and you said yeah. that you uh you know you lift for uh power and not so much for endurance power and strength which is which makes complete sense considering that we get our endurance uh, through the cardio activities anyway uh so typically uh, what are the sort of exercises that you incorporate so there are squats and squat variations there are deadlift and deadlift variations i do a lot of lunges and then for the upper body i do bent over rows i do overhead presses so most of them involve compound movements i barely there is barely any few muscles that i isolate sometimes i work on the calves because it's it's important but otherwise it's all compound movements because i feel isolate the work like running is not it's it's a whole body movement so there's no point of isolating and strengthening if there is weakness in a particular muscle and imbalances you can isolate to correct them but overall your my strengthening program is to is designed to optimize the entire body and so for that i think compound movements are the best so a lot of squats a lot of lunges a lot of deadlifts so overhead presses bent over rows and more stuff like that okay that's uh, that's very helpful and uh, just uh, take us through some of the mental training aspects uh, that you do both in your uh, training phase as well as uh, how do you mentally prepare yourself uh, what are your uh, you know mantras or what are your um, you know go to things when it comes to mental training so for mental training i have experienced a lot like i have read a lot of books about it like a few of them i would recommend in the end one of my my mental modulus of running or racing comes from a very famous book by Matt Fitzgerald called How Bad Do You Want It? Yeah. So it takes the whole mentality about one is it's a lot of like a lot I've read a lot of books about the men, like the central governor model about the perceived effort model so just one step is knowing about the fact that there are a lot of like a mind plays a very limiting factor so even knowing and acknowledging that fact that it is limiting yourself gives you some power about over it one of them is that second is bracing myself which is one of the most i think most athletes don't do it irrespective of how hard you've trained if you're training for a hard goal 
if you set your goals right it is going to hurt so you have to prepare for that like i know when i'm going to run the marathon if i've set a if i'm not doing an easy like effort after if i've set the goal right it is going to get difficult from 34 or 32 to 30 like in the end if i'm not mentally prepared for it it is it's 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 foolish to say that oh i'm just going to breeze through the entire marathon nothing's going to happen if you do that that means you've not run your optimal race if you've trained well and set an optimal goal you are going to face difficulties one of the one of my first and foremost is bracing myself that okay i am things are going to get difficult even though if i give my best everything clicks it is going to get difficult and this is a part of it that's why i have done workout specifically to run on tired legs that's why i'm preparing myself mentally it is going to get difficult so when it does get difficult instead of my my mind being filled with all the negative chatter it is just a part of okay yeah i had expected this i had prepared for this and i this is how i'm going to take it so that is one of the most like the biggest part and then second is being very confident and taking your mind off like not distracting yourself but reconnecting with your motion advanced things really helps in terms of his mentally when i start it's start getting difficult i think i the time slows down for me like the first 32 kilometers go for a breeze in the marathon and the last 10 just takes a lot of time so for that last 10 i try to just go back to my form instead of thinking about the distance i and the pain i'm going through i start correcting my form again again okay run upright i'm i'm trying to try to get back to my cadence so in for, for me distracting myself and getting back to my form it really helps me a lot mentally because i am not continuously focusing on my watch or the pace or the effort okay now coming to that's uh, that's very helpful and then coming back to uh, you know your coaching right uh when you coach athletes uh, what are some of the uh, some of the basic principles how do you approach uh, somebody uh, who comes to you for uh, coaching so my approach to coach is very with what i have like what i have been through learned through one of the most like one of my fundamental is, as a fundamental philosophy as a coach is to be is to have happy athletes athletes have a lot in their lives in terms of work so many stresses like running for most of us or especially for me is my happy place so my first and foremost for an athlete to perform is to reconnect back to their original emotion of why they started running what is it that they get out of running and understand why are they running and then firstly just make them reconnect to the whole why and make them make sure that they are happy in their running and training because what happens a lot is sometimes people get too involved in chasing in runs and chasing goals and chasing that it running becomes another source of stress in their life and as long as it's a source of stress it's going to be very difficult to progress because then they externally tie themselves to their goals to their times where they keep comparing so for my my philosophy if you could be that is first is to connect them to a happy is make them a happy athlete and then give them long term goals i don't like i usually work with my athletes most of my athletes have worked out is, is more than like 6 months 1 year give them very long term goals and progress towards them while enjoying each session for what it is because if like i have been there when i when i got my goals as, as a runner i when i started running i really wanted to qualify for the boston marathon i did it in my second race and it just felt very weird and empty after that because i had i was so goal focused and goal driven that once i got to that goal it just felt i didn't feel like training anymore my training got out of shape i got out of shape i got out of hand 
so because i was not enjoying the whole process so now my my philosophy with me and my athletes is that first really enjoy all your runs like for me going out every day is a delight it's the, my best part of the day and never has like never has been a time where i am more i'm i'm always happier after i after a run than i was before so that and then working having a very long term goal like having something down one year two years down plan and slowly and steadily working towards it is what my take as a coach is on because there there are a lot of training principles that i follow but my philosophy is that you need to enjoy the sport you need to reconnect with we are not professional athletes our daily income and wages do not depend on it so it it should be a source of happiness it's not should not be a source of stress while you should be making progress because as long as you're enjoying the run enjoying the process you will eventually get to the result i feel and on the second part of it is uh, as a as a training philosophy there are two main things one is based on the fact that you need to alternate between your efforts make sure your easy runs are very easy and your hard runs are hard enough and build cumulative fatigue like you need to be the thing is people it's very difficult for people to accept that easy running helps it's would be very difficult for me also to go easy very easy and that's my philosophy that if you do not run your easy runs easy enough you won't be able to go hard in your hard efforts and that's where you that all the progress will happen there so as a training philosophy it is balancing workouts and as a coaching philosophy it's just thinking very long term and being very loving the process and being very and be reconnecting to the sport before moving on i wanted to request uh, all the listeners to please leave a rating and review on apple podcasts or itunes it will only take you a couple of minutes but it will help the show enormously and help other listeners to discover the show so please do take a couple of moments to go and leave a rating and review on either apple podcasts or itunes if you are using another app which allows you to leave a comment or a rating or review like for example castbox please do that either we also request you to please check out the website runfitraj.com and also if you have any comments or suggestions to please write to me directly at running and fitness with raj at gmail.com you can follow all podcast related updates on instagram at the handle running and fitness with raj or on facebook on the facebook group running and fitness with raj now let's get back to the show so let me uh, ask you uh, this question in terms of the parameters you use when you coach do you have any favorite parameter like uh, you know you look at uh, let's say heart rate or pace or you know now of course power is available through the stride power meter uh, what is your favorite go to metric uh, just for example if somebody to measure some, whether somebody is running their easy runs easy enough what's your favorite i mean favorite metric i use see heart rate is a good good just for easy runs i sometimes i use heart rate most of the days it's perceived effort and with my athletes i have something called the happiness score after a run so after each run they have to just score on a one scale of 1 to 10 how happy they felt and how comfortable they felt on the run my major on that easy run is you know, if an athlete has got a 9 or a 8 or a 10 on or 8 on 10 that means they've run easy because it's it's difficult to be very happy in the run when you're doing a effort so one is heart rate just to see that they're not overgoing overboard with their easy runs they're not running them too fast 
and one of them is that is that happiness score that is what i gauge to see whether they're running it the right way and for the hard runs of course we have time targets we have pace targets we have pace ranges so that so that it gives me a good indication of what they what they're running and how it can be tweaked but for the easy runs most of it is on perceived effort so for yeah okay so basically what you are saying is uh, perceived effort uh, probably you know co- co- I mean, also you correlate it with a uh, heart rate as far as easy effort goes and then for harder effort it's basically pace based uh, for whatever distance or goal uh, goal they are um, uh, training for now when it comes to heart rate a follow up question do you uh, do you follow uh, the mafeton method uh, the maf method or do you use zone based uh, training let's say the five zone model or what do you prefer i prefer the zone based training mafeton i is is also good but i think if you do the zone based training right it coincides with the mafeton method in most of the cases okay. so i prefer going for the zone based method and then maybe for some athletes who have a really bad like i know a lot of athletes who have had who have been running for a very long time and they have had a they have a really erratic heart rate in terms of as soon as they push the effort their heart rate jumps crazy so for them i more move towards more of a mafeton approach but my main concern is your perceived effort like if you you should feel easy at the end of and for me my my rule is anything less than a 2 hour run on an easy effort you should be feeling like you could have run more you could have run easily much so if it's a 30 minute run you should be able to feel like okay i could have done 60 if it's a 60 maybe 80 90 so you should not feel tired or exhausted at the end of an easy run because that's not my whole purpose if you if you feel tired if you feel that you've pushed too much or you feel oh my god i couldn't finish it then you're running the wrong pieces completely you need to take a step back no that makes a lot of sense it's also consistent with uh, you know lot of the a uh, lot of the coaching methodologies or philosophies out there whether you talk about the mafeton method or the 80 20 principle or um, you know even if you take you know coaching plants like let's say hansens or fitzinger or jack daniels if you really analyze it uh, easy running uh, is a very very high component of uh, component of that and typically most athletes recreational athletes don't do uh you know more than one or two workouts in a in a week even when you are training for very ambitious goals and you have a very you know very high uh, mileage uh, built in weekly mileage so this makes a uh, perfect uh, perfect sense to me and uh, when you when you think about your uh, you know when you are when you come back uh, when you think about your own workouts and all of that do you have a favorite uh, workout or a distance uh, when it comes to yourself uh typically it used to be the marathon i used to love running the marathon because i used to i love the marathon distance because that's the only one i've technically trained for otherwise usually other other distances that i run is usually a part of the marathon training but i love the marathon distance because it it's it's not it's 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 comfortably hard so you have a lot of a lot of things can go right a lot of things can go wrong it's a lot of signs a lot of it involves a lot of a lot of a lot of things you have to nail your hydration your nutrition your pacing everything comes together and it's still a fast effort like if you run a good marathon it's going to be still a fast effort and the feeling of i think gives me a feeling of running on the edge where you're always on the edge two steps this side and you won't make it two steps back and you won't get your goal so it for me the marathon this is my favorite it gives me the whole feeling of running on the edge 
and as per a favorite workout one of my favorite workouts is do a one hour pound so basically a good one hour tempo run is one of my favorite workouts to do it gives me a good indication of my speed fitness level and another one is usually at the start of a training cycle to judge my um, my current level of fitness of where i'm starting i do a half marathon which is a set like always it's going to be it's it's a my my aim is to do a one hour 45 minute half marathon which is a five pace which is comfortable for me so depending on the level of my comfort during achieving that one hour 45 minute half i get to know my fitness level like if i'm very fit at the start of my training program i'll be able to breathe it like there have been times when i've started when i could have i've done a one hour 45 minutes in at a 130 heart rate without using any fuel just just jogging through sometimes it i have struggled through it so that's one of my key indicator workouts like after a couple of when i restart training after like couple of weeks i just do a 40 uh, a 21k just to get that's my benchmark and i don't do it again until i start my next cycle but that's one of my benchmark workouts is just to do a one hour 45 minute half so that i get to know because it's one distance and time i know i can comfortably run any day i want so just that level of effort that goes into running it gives me my idea of how fit i am for that at the start of my so that i can mode tweak my easy runs accordingly okay now that makes uh, uh, that makes excellent sense as well and uh, what about races what are uh, some of the uh, you know couple of your favorite uh, races i love absolutely love the mumbai marathon i have been coming back to it one day or one day or the other like i have raced it only once in my first full after that i've come to pace couple of my friends i've come last year i ran it as a part of my training run i've always come back to it for me the bombay marathon is going to be the best and the second one would be the adani marathon back in ahmedabad because it's a home course it's flat it's cold in ahmedabad in november so it's one of my favorite it's one of the races where i go all out it's usually my goal race i was supposed to start circuiting the world majors this year but because of the virus it got halted so maybe next year i'll have a few more go better races yeah so plenty plenty of uh, plenty of time i am uh, let's wait and see whether uh, what part of 2021 uh, the racing itself will start and the world majors uh, but if not 2021 i'm sure 2022 2023 yeah, all, are, all are there so no no hurry uh, no hurry for uh, no hurry for mm-hmm. that and in terms of your own goals i mean do you see yourself uh, doing longer distances more ultra marathons i know you have done comrades and uh, you like it but uh, how are you looking at your uh, running plans for 2021 and beyond in fact i was going to train for uh, i was going to do 100k this year at the start of this year in uh, chandigarh i was actually training for it so my mumbai marathon which i ran was a part of my training run it was a part of 160 km a week but i ended up with the i ended up running uh, the mumbai marathon but to my again i was not up to the market my nutrition and i had very low d3 levels so due to which i had very low immunity and i had to pull out of the race i had actually trained for it and about i was two weeks away from the race and i couldn't like my 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 d3 levels were critically low and my both my coach my and my doctor advised like it could just lead to a lot of stress fractures if i run on that so i had to pull out of it so yes i want to i'm going to go back to running longer distances another if in 2021 my a longer distance goal would be i am looking if the comrades marathon happens happens 
this year i want to raise the comrades because that's why i've not gone back to it because i always i decided that okay i finished the comrades i am not going to be another finisher next year or another i am not going to go back to finish the race i am going to go back to run and like how i race a marathon how i race a 10k or a race of 5k i'm going to go race the comrades so i think next year i'm going to be in good shape by the time comrades comes around and if it happens i really want to go out and race the event in terms of longer distances for the shorter ones I, yeah yeah for the shorter ones i have a few goals not time bound they're just self time bound goals one of them would be breaking the 75 minute for the half marathon and 16 minutes for the 5k those are like two big goals out there for me for the next year okay and in 5k you recently did a time trial i i saw that of um, 17 minutes 15 seconds if i am not yes. mistaken yeah okay. so so it, so so 16 uh, 16 minutes is a you know is a is a good jump probably you will do it in two cycles or you know i don't know but uh, let's see that's a, that's a good good one to keep it, in it's, mind it's it's one of those targets where it is not far enough that it's stupid of me to aim for it and hurt, end up hurting myself and not so not so easy like if i aim for 17 minutes i know i can do it in this cycle again now but it's not so close by that i will i won't have i will have to structurally again plan a training block execute a lot of things put things in line execute them to go for that goal and it looks like going below and it's like achieving the 50 like just going below 60 and getting in that 15 minute for a 5k 15 minute something for a 5k is something which i which i really want same thing with the half marathon going below 75 minutes is something which i really like i've always seen like it was one of these goals which i set up long back after i finished my boston was that these were the like big goals that i wanted to achieve so considering that you you know also are a big student of the sport and you read a, a lot and uh, you know probably listen to interviews and all of that uh, give us some recommendations uh, about uh, some of the books you like or uh, youtube channels you follow podcasts um you know blogs vlogs uh so that i can include these in the show notes as well definitely for most of my knowledge of running comes from books itself i'm a major like i have almost any new running book that comes out anything related to the sport i read so for i would recommend like two sides for the training part i think two i think the two go to books for anyone who's wanting a structured training is hansen's marathon method and Pete Fitzinger that wants marathoning like if you follow these two books there is and you understand and imply them there is no there is no no there's no going wrong they are tried and tested methods and they are amazing and for the mental aspect there are two books which one of them is really good with which is uh, uh Matt Fitzgerald how bad do you want it and one of them is by Dina Castor it's called let your mind run it's an amazing account of her life and how and mainly how she's become such a good runner just using her mental techniques and she describes each and every one of them in the race in training what she's done mentally more than like most of the accounts are usually physical accounts of oh i did this training this log her account of her entire journey is mental like this is the tactics i use this is my thought process this is what i thought one thing think god hard so that is really like i really like that book hey, um i started following the Hansen's uh, marathon method uh, from my first marathon in fact all my completed marathons uh, which are five in number i have followed the hansen's method including 
uh, my personal best which was last year at chicago i took their uh, individualized coaching and it so happened that luke humphrey himself was my uh oh, wow. of my co- coach uh, for that particular for, for that particular marathon he was a guest actually in one of the podcast uh, episode so luke was a guest uh, we have interviewed uh, matt fitzgerald uh, on the podcast in fact there are two uh, podcasts uh, uh, with matt fitzgerald although i didn't cover the mental side of it i covered more his uh, 8020 uh, 8020 running and uh, those uh, those principles uh, those principles in that but i'm sure i can get matt for a uh, another session where we talk about the mental side uh, mental side of it and also you know since you mentioned dina caster caster she was actually an ambassador at chicago in the in the marathon i went for last year and i have an autographed copy of her book let the mind run <laughs> yeah i so, mean it's like they're, they're amazing book it's an amazing book yeah amazing it's, book it's and especially like recommended in I the think show get a chance, like, speaking with matt general about you can like he has to like other two books like 8020 is also amazing he has an amazing book called racing weight which is again really good for athletes because sometimes you just go down to that deep that deep hole of losing weight to increase performance so he really balances both of them out that's a really amazing book another i think i've heard one of your another podcast with alex hudson his book endure is is filled with amazing nuggets and it the best part is it's backed by amazing research so you can get to know every like he covers every aspect of why he speaks something and explains the whole research behind it so again amazing yeah and uh, if listeners want to get in touch with you what's the best way to do it so it's through my email and my instagram account my email would be my name last name satvik rajani at the rate gmail.com and then it would be through instagram it is at the rate satvik r so i will include the i will include uh, these these links uh, thank you for all the uh, excellent uh, insights uh, i think it's been really really a pleasure to have you on the podcast and i do hope uh, you know some listeners follow up with you as well considering you offer uh, personalized uh, coaching as well so good luck uh, good luck with that and good luck with uh, your goals for uh, 2021 and beyond thank you so much thank you so much for having me it was it was amazing talking to you Thank you very much to all the listeners. Please check out the podcast website runfitraj.com that is r u n f i t r a j.com. It has all the podcasts, it has all the show notes and there is a very useful search function as well. You can reach out to me on my social media handles which are running and fitness with raj on both Instagram and Facebook. And you can also email me on running and fitness with raj at gmail.com. Please let me know if you have any questions or specific guests you would like to see on the show. I also request you all again to please subscribe to the podcast and spread the word. Please also leave a review on iTunes as it will help enormously to grow the show. We will continue to bring you exciting and interesting guests and give specific and actionable advice. Stay safe, stay healthy and till the next show. Goodbye.